Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We are uh, live here on iHeartRadio. Also 50 plus AMFM stations across the country and around the world. We have got the fabulous Josh Bernstein with us. We are also being joined by the man about town, Mr. IQL Rizzoli. And uh, the great Dan Perkins is with us as well today. And uh, we are going to go to our first guest. I'm going to add him via the telephone. I wish we could get him on Skype. However, I was told by his guest booker that uh, he does not understand Skype. And he does not want to do Skype, so we are going to do the telephone. So we are going to go to our first guest, who is going to join us here in just a few moments. We'll call him up and see if we can get him on the uh, on the old telephone here. The traditional telephone, as I like to say. Hi, this is Dick Morris. Hey, Dick. How are you? It's James Lowe giving you a call okay. for your radio interview. How are you, sir? Thank you. So, uh, how soon do we go on? We actually go on here in just a few seconds. I just gotta gotta announce okay. you, and then we're gonna be going. So. And how long will we be on? Uh, we will do thirty how, how minutes. Will it will be thirty minutes. Okay. So. No, I can't do thirty. Um, I have to be out at quarter after. Okay. Well, that's fine. We'll do. We'll, we'll, what we'll do is we'll get things started, and I'll get everybody to jump in here, and we'll try to get you out of here as quick as humanly possible. Okay, but have me out by by four fifteen. Hey, time. that's fine. That's fine. We okay. have got a uh, we've got a great guest joining us today on our big program. Uh, he joins us live. Dick Morris is with us. DickMorris.com is the official website. Go over and check out DickMorris.com. Dick has a brand new book. It is called The Return, and uh, Dick joins us here on our big broadcast. And uh, we also have with us today the fabulous Josh Bernstein from the Josh Bernstein Show. And uh, Dan Perkins joins us as well, and IQ Al Rizzoli. So let's start with Josh. Josh, uh, do, you, do you have a couple questions here for Dick before I go to the rest of the panel here? I do. Dick, uh, it's great to talk to you again. Uh, the last time we talked, actually, we were texting late at night. <laughs> I don't know if you remember. It was a couple of weeks ago or maybe a few months ago, and you were on my show, I don't know, maybe three or four years ago. But... What I want to ask you first and foremost is, what what are your thoughts on the raid that we just witnessed? Of course, uh, I believe that everything that they did was unconstitutional. Now, from what we hear, some people close to Trump said that most of these documents that they have retrieved were already declassified. What are you hearing and what are your thoughts on this horrific ra- uh, raid? Well, obviously, it's outrageous and it's the most incredible thing I've ever heard. Uh, and uh, having been at the right hand of two presidents, one Democrat and one Republican, uh, this is unprecedented and totally outrageous. Um, by the way, the subtitle my book is entitled The Return, Trump's Big 2024 Comeback. And I predict that Trump will run, he will win the Republican nomination, perhaps without a primary, and he will be elected. I believe that the Department of Justice is determined to do everything it possibly can do to stop Donald Trump, not to stop the Republican Party, but to stop the individual Donald Trump, because he has committed the unpardonable sin of stealing the Democratic Party's base. He's flipped Hispanics, he's flipped blue-collar voters, he's flipped young people, and the Democrats are determined to eliminate him, whatever the price. I believe that this raid is presaging an eventual indictment of Trump. Eric Holder, the former attorney general under Obama, predicted that today. And I take the man at his word. And the reason they would indict him is not because of any crime he committed or not to punish him, but to invoke the 14th Amendment, uh, which provides that if you led an insurrection against the American government, you can't hold office in the U.S. in the federal system. That was adopted after the Civil War 
when the Confederate states got readmitted to the Union and sent congressional delegations of former Confederate generals and even the vice presidents of the Confederacy. And uh, they're going to use an indictment and they hope a conviction to preclude Trump running for president. I don't think it will succeed. I think that they can indict a ham sandwich in Washington, D.C., as the prosecutor once said. It was Leonard Sandler. Uh, and in Washington, D.C., when you have an all-democratic constituency and you'll have an all-democratic grand jury, they certainly can indict Trump anytime they want. But I think he'll win the, he'll win the case or it'll be thrown out or the court, Supreme Court will rule that the 14th Amendment doesn't apply. But right. the hope will be that the stigma of being under indictment would be enough to doom Trump, and I don't think it will. I think it will spawn a sense of outrage that will sweep America in all parties and cause a fundamental reallocation of power in the American government. Well, I think that's a, that's a great answer. Um, it's just amazing. last thing I'll say is that Hunter Biden has been smoking crack on camera you know, doing all these shady deals. Uh, there's pedophilia on that laptop. I've seen it myself. I've seen the laptop. You've got, of course, Hillary Clinton, your former boss with the Clintons, uh, still now, walking around. Bill was free. my former boss. Bill was What's my that? former boss. <laughs> and I still like him. But um, I've yeah. got to tell you that this is... Two-tier justice system. ...are determined to get rid of Donald Trump. And they will stop at absolutely nothing to do that. That's what I predict in my book, The Return. I think it's unfolding now. Let's go to uh, Dan Perkins. Dan, do you have any questions for uh, the great Dick Morris with his new book, The Return, Trump's big 2024 comeback? Dan, do you have any questions? First of all, thank you, uh, Mr. Morris, for the opportunity to talk to you and to ask you a question and gain from your knowledge and experience. I've listened a lot today and last night about what, what went on. And um, the White House has not spoken whether the president knew or this or uh, the secretary uh, of the Treasury or the uh, Department of of Justice, the attorney general knew. You do not raid the office, the home of the former president without clearing it with the uh, with the council in the White House. Obviously, they knew. And I spoke with President Trump twice last night by phone, and he believes that Biden knew. Obviously, he knew. It's impossible for him not to. But, but, but my question to you, uh, Mr. Morris, is I, I can't come up with a logical— re- I mean, I understand what you were saying to Josh, that there's a, the paranoia of the Democrats who want to get rid of Trump. But the risks in trying to accomplish that and, com- and ultimately creating Trump as a martyr and being persecuted by the Democrats— I don't see how that's a winning proposition, how 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 well, it ever got through can, the system. If they can knock Trump out of the race, they don't care whether he's a martyr or not. In fact, they'd like him to be a martyr because he has to be dead to be one. But uh, they want to ask Harry Truman, what's a statesman? He said, a dead politician. But um, I believe that, uh, that this is a strategy, that this is their last gasp. Uh, they're desperate. Their backs are against the wall. They tried the Russia Gate. They tried two impeachments. They tried the January 6th panel, and nothing has worked. Uh, mm-hmm. Trump just shows his hold on the party base by sweeping Arizona and Michigan in the primaries. And I think tonight he'll win Wisconsin and maybe Connecticut, vindicating his enormous hold over the Republican base. So they're out of options. And yesterday, Juan DeSantis basically signaled that he's not going to run against Trump because he um, is appearing at a series of unity rallies with Trump in five states uh, and endorsing Trump candidates. So I think with DeSantis clearly not taking the bait and the Republican electorate not leaving, their only way to stop Donald Trump is to indict him. Mr. Morris, do you think it's possible that the action by the Justice Department and the Biden administration will have a negative impact on the on the mid on the vote not on the midterms but the vote coming up on the uh, inflation bill in no the no that's the fix the fix is in there but let me comment about the so-called inflation bill it's not 
um, has nothing to do with inflation except it'll cause more of it. But um, one of the key provisions there is the expansion of the IRS by 80,000 agents. And it's of a piece with the FBI raid last night. Those agents are not going to collect revenue. They don't need 80,000 for that. They're there to get dirt on Americans who oppose Biden and blackmail them into submission. That's what goes on in every one of the former communist countries in Eastern Europe. They dig up dirt and they use the tax code to do that. I anticipate that what might happen there, and I haven't spoken to Republican leaders about this, but I will. I think that there has to be a movement in Congress when we retake control to defund the IRS until they drop the extra agents and uh, agree. And, and that would be the compromise, but we would cut off funding to the IRS. That will lead to a government shutdown because Biden will veto that bill, that appropriations bill. Uh, and that will be a, a standoff. And I think we'll win that fight because I think people do not want the IRS snooping in their backyard with 80,000 snoops. Agreed. We've got we've got Dick Morris with us today. Dick Morris has a big secret, and that is that Trump will run again and win. Dick's brand new bestseller reveals a surprising strategy that will thrill the MAGA world, shock the left winning establishment, and win over millions of new Trump voters. The book is called The Return: Trump's Big 2024 Comeback. Dick Morris, the number one New York Times bestselling author, joins us today here on the telephone. IQ Al Rizzoli, do you have a couple questions for Dick before we let him go? today. Go ahead, IQ. Yes. One simple one. From where I'm standing, which is in Europe, and looking at America, it is truly frightening and sickening watching the collapse of, the, of America turning itself into a banana republic. The yes. more unlawful this admiration is, the more I insist that patriotic Americans should arm themselves and overthrow these dictators. I know it sounds yeah. like excitement, but I'm yeah. not... Yeah. We don't have to do that, uh, and they have a lot more guns than we do because they control the army. Um, what we do have to do is win the midterm elections, which we will, use our power in Congress to cut the IRS funding to get rid of those agents, and use the legal system, which is kept by a Supreme Court, which is basically going to rule in our favor, to stop them from trying to kick Donald Trump out of the presidential race. Um, that's what we have to do, and that's what we will do. I spoke to President Trump twice last night, and he is very determined to weather the storm. He sees it for what it is, a partisan witch hunt, and uh, he see, and he's determined to go through it. And if anything, he's hopeful, because he told me he believes that now they've shown their true colors. Would it, Mr. Morris, would he, would he change his announcement schedule? Would he announce sooner rather than later? I, I, I don't know. They say that this is between him and his God and him and his doctor. This one's between him and his accountant. Uh, <laughs> I think that sure. his accountant has told him that if he announces his candidacy, all the costs of rallies and stuff comes right out of his campaign. He doesn't want to do that. So we'll see. We'll see what the accountant rules. By the way, I don't want to go off the air here without paying tribute to Chris Kobach in Kansas. Uh, I worked with Chris extensively, and he was the one who tried to head off the election fraud in 2024. Uh, Trump appointed him to a commission to, uh, to stop election fraud. He headed it. And what he said was that he wanted all the, Demo all the Republican secretaries of state in the country, more than 30 of them, to submit data about who voted in the 2020 election. The first name is the middle initial or name and the social security number. And they did. And his goal was to interface that with the blue states and figure out how many people voted twice or voted in the wrong place. Because there was evidence that 75,000 people in North Carolina with the same first, the same last name, and in a third of the cases, the same social number voted in another state. Not that they voted, but their ballots were cast in their name fraudulently. And uh, the blue states refused to cooperate. And the commission ultimately was, they dissolved the commission because otherwise they'd be spending the whole year in court. But Chris tried to warn us. And he is definitely prescient and he is one of the most courageous fighters uh, in 
in the Middle West. Well, Dick, before we let you go, my friend, uh, dickmorris.com for the book. And uh, I, I think I speak for Josh, Dan, and IQ. This has been a pleasure and an honor. Thanks for being with us today, my friend. Well, it's cool. Thank you for inviting me. Appreciate it. We'll talk to you soon. There they go. It's the fantastic Dick Morris. And uh, so IQ Al-Rizzoli, I'll start with you. What what did you think of uh, Dick Morris? Well, he's on the right side of our history, but he is very hopeful that the American law and order will succeed. I don't see that. (laughs) If they are able to threaten a, a past and a future possibility of a president like Donald Trump, no American is safe. Not a single American is safe. It's simple. You have a rogue administration. It is rogue. It is a dictatorship. It has, it has undermined every law and order in the United States of America. Literally every single lawyer that I, that's on the Internet is saying it was illegal. Every single lawyer. If it's illegal, and every single lawyer is saying it's illegal, how are they getting away with it? Why isn't uh, Hunter persecuted? Why isn't Hillary Clinton persecuted? I don't get it. Only Donald Trump, for seven years now, six, seven years, he has filled their brain. So I'm sorry to say that Dick is definitely wrong. He says the military have got more arms. That's bullcrap. American, it's a fact. Americans own 350 million guns. How many soldiers do you have in America? Two million? Something like that. Thank you. <laughs> so, uh, you. so, so, Dan, what, 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 what did you think of uh, Dick Morris? And uh... I, w- I obviously, I think all of four of us would have liked to have had more time to spend with yeah. him. Yeah, <laughs> but um, um, I. I, I I think that um, this is an example of the ineptitude of the Biden team. They have no ability to assess the ramifications of the decisions that they make. And so they're always reacting to as opposed to um, yeah. Leading the way. And so yeah. I, I think that they they have totally misunderstood the reaction. They they were f- f- in love with the clippings out of the January 6th commission and uh, thought that they could. Uh, this was the time for them to strike. And it was probably the worst time to strike because the the president who had some success uh, in the press is now going to become uh, uh, the the man who tried to destroy the Constitution. And I think that there are lots and lots of Americans uh, who were thinking about how they were going to vote um, are going to turn even more of them against the Democrats. I'm, I'm, I wouldn't be surprised that in the next few days, we don't see some Democrats who are in very close races decide that they're not going to support the inflation bill and are going to raise questions about the appropriateness of what the administration had done in 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 the attack on Donald Trump. So, Josh, uh, give us your thoughts on, on everything. Well, my thoughts are clearly there's a two-tier justice system. I would even call it a three-tier or four-tier justice system at this point. Uh, and uh, I hate to say it, but I do believe uh, Bernard Carrick uh, and his comments uh, last night on Newsmax, in which they asked him and they were, you know, telling him he was discussing the rape. And he said, look, they tried to stop him with, you know, uh, the Russia hoax and Ukraine hoax and impeachment one, impeachment two and January 6th and the New York, uh, you know, attorney general's office and all of these other things. And he's afraid that uh, if this, which is basically show me the man and I'll show you the crime, right? That's what they did. They took boxes of, uh, of documents. And basically, you know, these things were going to be for his presidential library in the future. Nothing here was 
you know, of any nefarious nature or anything having to do with compromising details or information, a la Hillary Clinton. Um, and so we're worried that if they can't stop him and he declares that perhaps they're going to stop him another way, and God forbid they do that, because if they do that, all hell will break loose at that point. Trump Nation, MAGA supporters, yeah. America Firsters, you, you think January 6th was a rally? You ain't seen nothing yet if, God forbid, mm. something happens to the leader of the MAGA movement. I'll leave it at that. So, so Dan, uh, start us off here. What, 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 what's, what's a good topic that Josh and IQ and myself need to be dealing with besides the raid? Well, I, I think you've got to look at the inflation bill, which has nothing to do with inflation, as as it more. Um, yes. I, I've, I've got a commentary coming out on that very issue. And and I believe uh, that uh, that the the inflation bill is basically the Democratic Party's attempt at gaslighting the entire country. And um, and I try to help people understand what the gaslighting process means on a political standpoint. And then I go into the detail of, of what's in this bill. This is $700 billion uh, of, of revenue that's going to be generated. Um, and I found documents from the, the Senate Democratic uh, uh, leadership uh, that gave a, a one-page one synopsis of what this bill was. And um, they don't even talk about the 87,000 IRS agents in the one-page synopsis. I thought it was fascinating that when that Joe Biden was gaslighted by his own staff, because when he decided to come out and talk after the Senate passed the bill, he never mentioned one thing about how it was going to fight inflation. Yep. None. And I've got the exact quote. Never never mentioned inflation. There isn't anything in here. In fact, the Congressional Budget Office came out and when they scored the bill, said that there's a a less than one-tenth of one percent chance that it will reduce inflation. Exactly. One-tenth of one percent or possibly increase it by one-tenth of one percent. So it will have no impact. In addition... 230 economists from Princeton, Harvard, Yale, Stanford, all over the country, the dummies said that it's <laughs> it's not not anything about inflation, and we had Chuck Schumer and the president say, well, we don't believe him. Therefore, it says we said we don't believe all the experts. They're wrong. We're right. Um, mm-hmm. it, it's 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 amazing to the the things of uh, again examples of gaslighting. Clearly, uh, Joe Manchin was uh, promised a pipeline in West Virginia. That's first and foremost. Um, I'm not sure what Kirsten Sinema was uh, promised here in Arizona. Who knows what that could be? Perhaps maybe another pink tutu for her. I don't know. But regardless, (laughs) um, none of this makes any financial sense at all. As you said, you know, those scholars, these economic people, they, they all looked at this and they said, this is not going to do what it's called. But again, that's what the left does, right? Deficit uh, reduction plan. No, it actually is going to raise the deficit. It's going to murder the middle class. Let's call it what it is. It's going to dry up manufacturing what's little left of it there is. And it's going to put inflation in a much worse position, clearly. And it's going to affect the dollar, too. All of this is going to be affected, okay? But it's just par for the course. The Affordable Care Act, that was never affordable. The Respect for Marriage Act, that undid DOMA. The uh, Employee Free Choice Act, that was not about free choice. That was about card check. And so they keep coming up with these grandiose titles to make something sound as if it's going to do something, but it's always going to be the opposite. They're all a bunch of liars. They're all a bunch of absolute crooks, and we need to throw their asses out in three months. So well, IQ, that's why I, I that's why I chose the idea of gaslighting, because what yeah. Josh just talked about is exactly what 
gaslighting does on the political sense. They read the, the, the American people read the cover of the bill, don't read the internals of the bill. They like what's on the cover, even though it has nothing, nothing to do with what's inside the bill. They, 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 they buy the, the buy it hook, line and sinker. And, yep. and I, I, I don't know whether the, um, I mean, you, he raised, Josh raised the question what Christian got. Christian got the reinstatement of the carried interest. And it went, and what was fascinating about the voting over the weekend is that what Mitch McConnell did is had every vote be basically a roll call vote. And so we have film of all the individual Democrats voting for this bill and defeating amendments to this bill, and they're going to own it. And I, I am, I am of a mind. It's why I asked Mr. Morris. Uh, as to what he said it's cooked in. I'm not so sure that the House understand that the, the margin of error in the House is about five seats, five people. I suspect there are more than, since everybody knows or believes that the House is going to get their ass whipped in, in midterms, <laughs> the people who are up for up for re-election, I don't think when I have this this bill on around their neck to be the only to being a totally supported by the Democrats. So I suspect you only need five or six Democrats to to bolt and it doesn't pass the House. Well, here's my thoughts. If we have uh, Kevin McCarthy and Mitch McConnell after the midterms, none of this is going to get done. I don't believe a word Kevin McCarthy says about how I've seen enough you know, hold on to your records, Garland, and all that. He's not going to do anything. They're not going to do any <laughs> investigations. They're going to use this to get elected, and then they're going to sit with their thumbs straight up your tuchuses. Okay, that's what they're going to do, and they're going to and they're going to manage the decay, and watch as the country burns, and hopes and prays that there'll be somewhat a resemblance of a country left two years from now, and maybe Trump can uh, can come in if he's you know, still uh, able to, because, of course, they're going to try to use U.S. Code 182071 to disqualify him from being able yeah. to run. So, you know, the American people get better get used to Ron DeSantis, okay? Because uh, I think, if anything, at this point, President Trump, with everything going on, is a distraction. I don't agree with the martyrdom-type situation that people are talking about. Could it be? Yeah, it could. But you know what? I think people need to understand that if we're all going to win and get someone that is Trump-like, that believes in his principles and values, then it probably ought to be Ron DeSantis, and I would probably throw Candace Owens on as the VP and call it a day, and maybe make Trump the Secretary of State in, in a uh, DeSantis administration. So IQ, what, what do you think about all this? I love your legalities. I don't believe in legalities anymore. I believe in action. No, look, you can laugh from here to eternity. I said inflation, inflation. I said it when, before even he got into presidency, I said he would destroy America. In every single talk show and every single article, I warn Americans, if they vote Democrats, it's the end of the republic. And what they have done now, it proves my point. What they're doing is totally, not only unlawful, but they are getting away with it. By the way, uh, Dan, you are wrong. They don't care about you. They don't care about me. They don't care about law and order because all the media will support them, irrespective of what they do. They get away with it. Yeah, this isn't Washington inside baseball anymore. This is guerrilla warfare survival of our country. Thank and you. I don't really agree with political maneuvering at this point because I think it they don't respect it, number one. They don't respect the law, number two. It's a banana republic, number three. And number four, there's more than a two-tier justice system. There's a three, four, five, or even six-tier justice system. In other words, they go and they allow you know, Democrats to do whatever they want. They can murder babies on national television and they'd send them a parade. But meanwhile, a conservative has a jaywalking ticket and they want to put him in jail or execute him. 
And so I don't see that two-tiered justice system changing, certainly not with Kevin McCarthy and his, you know, puffed up puffer fish, you know, chest. Oh, yeah. I don't think it's true. I don't think, I don't believe them. I think Win Red are a bunch of liars. I think Romney's niece is an idiot. And I think until we get the type of leadership that's needed in the Republican Party, we should have buried it. All right. I, I'll say that. I said it from December of 2020. I'm saying it now. We should have buried the party and started over. That's what we should have done because we wouldn't be in the situation we're in now. See, I don't see the rosiness here, OK, because I don't see a mutiny forming in the House that's going to take out Kevin McCarthy. And I don't see a mutiny forming for majority leader in the Senate to take out Mitch McConnell. So all we're doing is retreads. And these retreads are bought and paid for by China, by the Democrats, by the globalists, by everybody else. And I don't see anything changing. So maybe I'm wrong. I hope I am. I'd love to be wrong. Dan, what, what do you think about all this? Well, I, I, uh, I, in, in many respects, I agree with what Josh is saying. Kevin McCarthy said he would not impeach Joe Biden if the Republicans got control of the House. And I, I never understood, uh, Josh, why he made that statement, because why would you give up one of your one of the bullets in your gun before you even have a chance to fire it? Um, I, I don't know what he was trying to get. Uh, McConnell um, sometimes does some amazing things and other times isn't worth anything at all. But I think that, that we're in the case of McCon Mitch McConnell, we're in the same situation we're dealing with with Joe Biden. He's too old. He's not quick. He can't function as fast as he used to when he was younger. And we need we need people who have the ability to react with some thought, but understand we got to figure out what the consequences are of of what we're doing when we do it. I don't think age has much to do with it. He, I don't care if he was a 356-year-old crypt keeper. The bottom line is he's not conservative. He's bought and paid for. He's part of the establishment. He's anti-Trump. So, yeah, he's good at doing one thing and one thing only, putting judges on the court. Okay. Other than that, he is basically what you would find at a dog park on the grass, Okay, as far as I'm concerned. So if we're going to sit here and say that that person is going to be back in control of the Senate and and Kevin McCarthy is going to be back in control of the House. I don't see any change here at all. And all I can say is what we need to do is abolish the FBI, abolish the CIA, abolish DHS, abolish the IRS. And what we ought to do is when we rebuild some of them, hopefully not all of them, but some of them, especially not DHS, that is absolutely not needed whatsoever at all. But when we rebuild the FBI, the CIA and the IRS, we need to have inspector general positions. Now, I'm not big on expanding government and expanding government positions, but we need the opposite party now to appoint Republican members in a group, maybe three to five people, to overlook every single decision the FBI, the CIA, and the Department of Justice does. In other words, we need real-time auditors of the things that they're doing once we rebuild these institutions. That way, you're never going to have another situation where you're having a weaponization of the FBI, the Department of Justice, the IRS, whatever it may be. Because now you have to answer with every single thing you do to an inspector general appointed by the opposite party. That's what needs to happen because we can't trust these letter alphabets. Um, I, I, Jim, I want to throw a, a curveball here. Okay. Jo Josh um, is good with hitting curveballs. Okay. <laughs> um, let, me, let me tell you the, what, I, what I've been thinking about uh, uh, somewhat along with what Josh is talking about, but a little different direction. What what the Biden administration has done since it started in office, when it started to do things that had consequences for the country and for us as individuals, the Biden administration changed the direction. They changed the emphasis. They changed the focus to something else that was different 
that distraction, they made distractions, and the distractions were there to take the eye off the ball of the American people and the Republican Party and let them deal with other things, not dealing with the reality of higher gas prices and higher food costs and, and, and all that stuff. Tomorrow morning, we have the CPI number. And is it strange that they decided that they were going to go after Donald Trump and raid his place? Because <laughs> if, you have to, if, you have to if you have to choose between having the discussion in the news cycle be about Donald Trump and his, the attack on his compound in Mar-a-Lago in Florida or a bad CPI number tomorrow morning, what would they rather have you talk about? Not the CPI number, because everybody can deal with and understand and see that. The news cycle would really be to focus on the attention away from the CPI right. and focus on Trump. Yeah. Right. That's why I call them prostitutes, clearly. And it's sad because, you know, I'm part of, you know, the journalism profession. You are as well. Diggy is. And we're honest, good people that give, you, give it straight and tell the truth. But we are that small three to four percent of the entire media. And it's really sad that the majority of them have absolutely no journalistic integrity. They would slit their own mother's throat and ask and drink her blood and ask for seconds if it meant getting a great story out there. If it leads, it bleeds. Infotainment. And they are beholden to the Chinese. We know that through the fact that they go to China all the time. China you know, works with the journalists at the, at the top uh, companies and CNN and MSNBC, helps them, trains them, and then they abide to the CCP by not covering certain stories and will not put things in a bad light for the CCP. So, again, these people, as I call them, they're prostitutes. That's, that's what the press has become, unfortunately. And, uh, you know, they're going to continue to protect this fraudulent regime. They're going to prop it up. They're going to talk about Trump. They're going to talk about Mar-a-Lago. They're going to talk about this. They're going to talk about that. Exactly what you said. They're gaslighting, obviously, but also they're trying to create that distraction on how bad the American people are getting it from the government. Right. So, uh, Jim, I was on a, a nationally syndicated television show yesterday, and the host asked me um, this question. So, he said to me, so why did Nancy Pelosi have to go to Taiwan? And I, I, I actually st stunned him with what I said that he couldn't talk for a moment. He was just, he didn't know what to say. And I said, look, Nancy Pelosi pretty much knows that her term of Speaker of the House is over even if she gets reelected to her congressional seat. She's not going to be running for her congressional seat. She's going to be running for vice president. Wow. <laughs> you know, that's, uh, that's, know. that's, that's, that. that's a double-edged sword. I want to get rid of Pelosi, but I don't know if I want yeah, to get rid of her that about. way. Gavin Newsom... And this and that. I, I don't feel as though they're going to, quote unquote, install him, mainly because if he is going to be their nominee, which I can almost guarantee you he will be for 2024, he doesn't want to be painted with the negativity of the failures of this fake regime. So I think he would resist, if he was smart, at least politically, to resist being installed, so to speak, uh, in uh, in the White House if uh the other two somehow, you know, have accidents or, you know, don't show up for work on time or someone can't get out of COVID protocol and it's a permanent thing. Who knows what they're planning on doing? But I, I don't see that because I think that if because I think he's going to be the nominee in 2024, I think they want him fresh for that. At least that's my thoughts. You So you, you think that Joe Biden will be the nominee in 2024? No, I don't at all. I think it'll be gruesome Newsom. Okay. Um, Harris and Newsom? What's that? Harris won't be in the picture. She's too dumb. She's <laughs> too dumb. She's not likable. 
She built her career on her back. She has no skill set other but than that. When you, when you look at how difficult the election might be, with, if Gavin Newsom was the was the the headliner, it'd be the, hard. Pardon? It would be absolutely very very difficult. I think. I do but because I think he's he, he he reminds me of Ted Bundy. He's the Ted Bundy. He's the Ted Bundy of politicians, right? He's young. He's charismatic. He dresses well. You know. He, you know. He's a good looking guy. The whole bit. But he's about as crazy as you know a, a, a bedloon, okay? And so again, that's what the left wants. That's what Antifa wants. That's what the Marxist wants. That's what CPUSA wants. That's what BLM wants. You know, and and they'll sacrifice having a white guy at the top if they throw some you know radical extreme black woman on as their you know backup. I don't know. Maybe it'll be the one that thinks she's governor of Georgia. You know, you could kick a football through her teeth. I don't know. I don't know who it'll be. All I'm saying is if he's going to be the nominee, which I believe he will be, whether it's Trump or DeSantis, that's going to be a tough race because that guy is charismatic enough as a politician to lie and to get people to think that he's going to actually do things that he says when we know he's not. But if you look at it from the standpoint that why Nancy Pelosi would make sense— she just came through uh, two terms as Speaker of the House uh, and third in line for the presidency. And she went to Taiwan and China and, and Japan and all these places. And she's gone all over the world. Um, she has a she has an building your resume, you think? Yeah, she's got a press an impressive yep. resume. And um, uh, and uh, as opposed to Harris, who has no resume, nothing. So um, <laughs> but but. Because of the political influence she had as speaker, she might be the she, she might be a, a candidate. Granted, she's old, um, but I'm just I, I I look at the I when I saw that picture of Gavin Newsom and Harris at the White House while Biden was in Europe, I was convinced that uh, that Newsom was going to be the, the, the nominee. I agree with you there, uh, yeah. but but. Uh, I, I think he's got a, he's got a lot of luggage and a lot of baggage that that that'll bring with him. And uh, he does, but uh, again, there's a lot of dumb people in this country. There's a lot of <laughs> yes. people on the left that are absolutely brain dead. And because you know he's a new shiny face, they don't pay attention to what's going on in San Francisco in other areas of the country. It's just you know that's just what they do and what they don't do. Uh, Republicans, it's different. You know, you could have somebody in Arizona or have someone in New Jersey or have someone in Oregon. If they're a conservative, they know exactly who Ron DeSantis is. They know about him. They know about his record. They know about all the good things that he's done. I don't think Democrats can look that far. I don't think they're as, as deep as that. So I think that there's going to be a lot of people that don't know who he is, believe it or not, even independents that don't pay attention to everything and do the inside baseball like we do on a daily basis. Yeah. And I think that they could fool a lot of people. But again, what kind of country are we going to have left in two years when Kevin McCarthy does absolutely zero investigations, doesn't hold the FBI accountable, doesn't hold the CIA accountable, doesn't hold the Democrats accountable, doesn't hold Hunter Biden accountable, doesn't hold, you know, the people that did this fake Reichstag committee accountable. I don't see it. Maybe I'm wrong. I'd love to be wrong. It would be great to be wrong for once, to be honest. It would be great. Because there that would mean there that the country articles, is better. Articles over the last few days that I have seen that talks about uh, the congressman from Ohio. Uh, who Democrat? Republican. Would be a challenger to uh, Kevin McCarthy. Jim Jordan. No, Jim Jordan's in the House. Oh, are, you, are you talking in the House? Yeah, yeah. Jim Jordan. Yeah, Jim, Jim Jordan talks a good game. He does. He talks a great game. He's a great wrestling coach. Right. I don't see any action, to be honest. He talks a lot. I don't need that. We need someone better than that. Someone that's got action. Who that would be? I don't know. Maybe Matt Gates. Maybe Marjorie Taylor Greene. Maybe Lauren Boebert. Maybe Andy Biggs. I'm not sure who it would be. Uh, maybe Chip Roy. I don't know whoever it could be. But if it's Kevin McCarthy, forget it. 
not going to work. And if Josh Hawley or someone like that doesn't take over in the Senate, then, again, I don't see leadership in the Senate either. So IQ, uh, what, what, what do you think about all this stuff? Yeah, people are talking about Newsom, and they keep forgetting that the vice president could be Michelle Obama. Nobody's mentioning her. Why? Mm. Michael? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, 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 but <laughs> I, think, I, IQ, I think that ship has already sailed. They did a trial balloon about when Biden was at his lowest a few weeks ago about Michelle Obama being the, the presidential nominee. It, it, it went flat very quickly, and there has not been a single story that I've seen anywhere since that initial release that Michelle well, Obama was They canceled eating. Michael's show on, uh, was it Netflix or I think Amazon? it was Netflix. Netflix. Well, Dan, if you remember, we had that, uh, was it last week or the week before, we had the, uh, we had the guy who made the entire document, two-hour documentary and wrote a book about the fact that Michelle Obama is just obsessed with power and she wants to be the president. Yes. And... <laughs> And it was hard. It was hard for thirty minutes of, of you and IQ trying to kind of make sense of things. Uh, <laughs> I, I, all she's got to do is dance on Ellen once more. Pardon? All she has to do is go on Ellen DeGeneres' show and dance one more time, and that'd be an end to her. And then she Forget gets it for him. She's in. It, it's just I, I just I, I I just don't see I don't see it impossible, and and I saw that as a as a desperation move to try and figure out the Democrats try and figure out who's going to run against Joe and uh, run against Joe in the primaries in order to get the nomination. Uh, unless Joe is not, do you think he's going to walk away? He's not going to run? I think he's going to crawl away into a hospital bed sometime <laughs> soon. That's what I think. Yeah, I don't think he could run a campaign. I don't think he even knows what a campaign is, to be honest. They're going to tell him, sit in the corner, we'll change you in an hour, and we'll feed you some porridge, and, and that's the end of that. I mean, he's a non-factor here. Yeah, I really, Rice, I really don't think. Fraudulent White House. I really don't think. He's, Susan he's Rice gonna... is the first black president. Yeah. Female. What are you saying, Jim? I, I really don't think that Biden's going to do anything. I I think he's. I think the only people that are really keeping him going, and the reason why he's still there, is because his, his medical staff, his wife, loves being the first lady. <laughs> she loves all that. They had some 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 video of her decorating the White House for Christmas, and she did all these things. She loves being the first lady. That's the only reason he's still there. Too bad she's not. <laughs> so, I just, it, I honestly don't see him running again. And she's a she's a flyno first lady in name only. Flyno, I just made up a new word there. Just made up a new we have word. Flyno, right? The president name only. Now we have a flyno. So, so Josh, who do you think that the if if it's not Trump, if they decide, hey, we're gonna they do all this craziness, and they're mm-hmm. just so obsessed with that guy not running again. If if Trump decides, as uh, as as our buddy Don Mazzella on Thursdays likes to say, Trump goes home to the farm. Uh, <laughs> who do you think that they will put in there? Well, I think it would naturally be Ron DeSantis. I think yeah. that if Trump, for whatever reason, just said, you know what, at this point. There's too much going on. They're coming after me too much. It's too much of a distraction. Uh, I want what's best for the country. So I'm going to step aside and I'm going to endorse Ron DeSantis. Uh, I think that Ron DeSantis would do very, very well. I think he would be in a great position. But again, there's also the defiant aspect of myself and many others that support President Trump and continue to support him. They're still on the Trump train. And we do want to see him kind of stick it to the man, so to speak, and Tell everybody, I don't think so. I'm going to be the nominee. I'm going to be on every ballot. I'm going to make sure that all the people I endorse win so that when I run again and win, I have the people in place to help me clear out the rat's nest in the D.C. swamp. So there's that aspect of things, too. But, 
again, I don't feel as though they're just going to let go of this. I mean, again, they, they even admitted that they took these boxes, even though Cash Patel now says that they were all, you know, uh, unclassified or you know, declassified anyway. Yeah, so they don't think there's an issue. Eric Trump already said that the safes were empty that they got into. So there's nothing there. I mean, whatever Maggie Haberman says with pictures of toilets and papers in it, I mean, she could have probably done that in art class and, you know, whatever she did on her own. I don't even think that's true. So, again, I don't see there's a lot here. I do see the constant barrage of investigations. I see the constant barrage of him having to pay legal fees to defend himself, and that could take away from his time running for office. So, I don't know. We're going to have to see what happens. I, again, I think they're fishing for uh, uh, an indictment somehow. They want to take go through all these papers and say, aha, here it is. Here's the one thing that we can get. The on. one thing. And, and I don't know. You know, that, that could happen in, in a two-tier justice system as unfair as our justice system is in the year 2022. That could absolutely happen. Do I think it would stick and it would be the end-all be-all of him and in jail? No, I don't. But it would be enough of a distraction. It would be enough of a financial burden for the president to maybe say, hey, you know what? I've got all these things. i got to fight all these things. Maybe it would be best for the country if I just stepped aside and had somebody else do it. Maybe, just maybe, they wouldn't fight as hard against someone like a Ron DeSantis. But again, who knows? These people are psychos. IQ. Yeah, I I, I would say, Jim, that yes. uh, listening to Josh's comments, um, until last night, I, I was in the camp that thought that the, the, brut the brutal beating the man took for six years, two years after, almost two years after president, continuing, uh, continuing the attack on him, um, I, I was leaning towards the situation where Enough is enough. I mean, he—he he, he is he, not that his spirit is down. It's just that it's—it's it's brutally punishing, both emotionally, financially, psychologically. That he would—he was going to say no. But I think what the Justice Department did yesterday, at, at least I think, it will reinvigorate him that he, that Strength he has to go and. And clean up the mess himself. But the problem is, if you really wanted people to clean up the mess in Washington, you can't do it in four years with Donald Trump. You could do it in eight years with Ron DeSantis. Right. And so the real change agent is probably DeSantis, not Trump. Unless well, I think the American people feel as though, you know, President Trump, all he has to do is say, I'm not running to say I can do all these things. I've already done them. But if you want me to fix the country, you need to vote for me. Uh, Trump should honestly, if he does run, he should say, you, you have a hole in your head. and you're, I would run on, you're stupid if you don't vote for me. You hate the country if you don't vote for me. I would literally <laughs> take that approach and say, look, who else are you going to vote for? Who else can fix this mess but me? And don't take my word for it. I already did it. So vote for me or you're stupid. That's what he should do. That should be his campaign line. Vote for me and save America or you're stupid. <laughs> or you're stupid. And, I, and I, I guarantee you that if you did that, he'd piss off so many Americans, he would not get elected. He can. He, I guarantee he would, based he, I, on I, that I, alone. He, because the American people are suffering American so bad. Stupid. You tell the American people that they're stupid. I would. Absolutely. But then again, I'm an unconventional person yeah. when it comes to politics. But I know how to read the electorate better than anybody in the country. Else you said except attacking the intelligence and calling the American people stupid. I, I do. I, I do sort of. I, I guarantee you that would work. I guarantee. I, I think, you know. I, Maybe I, you can soften up the language a little bit. But the bottom line is telling the American people what choice do you have and putting it in that perspective. And see, that's that's where I think that would work. But I also can see Dan's point because you know there's going to be some political consultant or somebody who's going to be like, no, 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 <laughs> don't yeah, say that. But, but if you remember that, you remember the meeting that Donald Trump had with the black ministers in Detroit, 
Yeah. He didn't call the black people people stupid. He said, what do you have to lose? There you go. By voting for me. Yeah. But he's already used that line. Yeah, but now what he needs to do is he needs to paint a more dire situation, which clearly it is. And he he needs to say something like, I'm the only person in America that can fix this mess. And see, that's that's. And if you don't vote for me. Yeah. Then you're part of the problem. Or something like that. Well, no, Dan, again, Dan, you're, 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 American people will respond to that type of machismo, that type of bravado. Yes, they will. They'll respond to that because they don't want ten dollars a gallon for gas. They want infant formula for their babies. They don't want inflation to cost them forty three hundred dollars a year in missed salary. You know, they don't want China running America. And so if he's running on these things and saying, look, I've already done it. I'm not running on what I'm going to do. I've already done it. So vote for me and the rest is history. We'll get back to, you know, saving America. And that that's the attitude he needs to have. Now, now granted, maybe he doesn't have to sound like a New Yorker from New he Jersey. He stands up in front of the podium and he says, ladies and gentlemen, I did it once before. If you vote for me, I can do it again. Well, yeah, I mean, that's a more political, you know, delicate way of saying it. I don't <laughs> like that person myself, but I'm not a delicate flower either. I want I to tell the people, the American, the American people, the truth. I don't care how much it hurts, and I'll hit them right between the eyes with it. And okay, so, 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 so I – go ahead, Dan, gosh, and then i got to ask gosh, IQ. Yeah. They, they've, been, they've been pummeled by high inflation. They've been pummeled by, by the cost of gasoline and food. And they're taking it on the chin. You don't need to hit them again with an uppercut. <laughs> well, they need to be reminded of all of that. You um, that's, <laughs> that's awesome. They've taken it on the chin. They don't need an uppercut. It's roll out a gas pump. That's fantastic. And an old-fashioned gas pump with a glass globe on the top and put yeah. Biden's picture on there and put $5 a gallon on the pump and say, this is the guy who did this to you. I'm going to yeah. So, so IQ Al Rizzoli, I've got to ask you now, <laughs> which do you, whose argument you which, like, which do you prefer? Do you appear, do it, do you, do you think Josh is, you know, straight forward, you know, let's do this thing, uh, works or is it the more polished, uh, Dan Perkins approach? What, 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 what do you think IQ that this will be entertaining? Because I'll tell you why. The Americans, the American electorate have proven themselves to be stupid anyway. <laughs> so some of them are stupid is irrelevant. What Dan is saying, tell them, look, this is what we have today. This is the price of gas. This is inflation. This is, I did it before four years ago. You didn't vote for me in 2020. Do it now. I will return back America to what the greatness it should be. That's it. That's it. You don't have to tell them you're stupid. Yeah, it's easy. They really are stupid. <laughs> yeah, I've got to tell them stupid because they really not, are. His platform is simple. The proof his platform is simple. Yeah. They had the best president in the history of the republic, and they got the worst president. They elected him. Whether legally or not legally is irrelevant now. It doesn't make any difference. Back to you. That's that 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 is that is exactly what I was looking for there. <laughs> so um, let's start with Josh. Josh Bernstein, what have you been up to with your website, your show, everything? Well, just been uh, going back to interviewing people. Um, interviewed uh, Paul Manafort. Interviewed Roger Stone. Interviewed Dr. Ben Carson. Uh, and I've got a bunch of other people uh, coming up. I've got. Uh, Someone from the War Room coming up this week, and then I'm still working on a couple of others, Rudy Giuliani and, and some of these other folks. But uh, I've kind of put myself in a position to where I need to figure out how to grow organically through other people's sphere of influence because I'm so censored. Uh, I don't have the ability to just take my show and just put it all over the place, you know. And uh, it's because I speak the truth. It's because I shoot it straight. Yeah. And a lot of people don't like that, including many in our own party. But that's uh, the choice that uh, you know I've taken, and uh, I'm okay with that. So folks can learn more. Go to jbushow.com. Again, jbushow.com. It's banned on social media, 
you'll find it there. So, Dan, you look like you wanted to say something, sir. Oh, absolutely. I want to say <laughs> uh, we, last week we had uh, Jerome Corsi on the show. Yes. I yes, good him, guy. He's been on my show. had him on time. on Friday. And he said, I asked him if he remembered me. He said, not only do I remember you and the show, but I want you to tell Jim that when I was on your show, we picked up the needle on the book sales. Wow. That's awesome. And he said, we've had a very difficult time getting on the air because our story is so anti-mainstream media. So I had him on my show and on Friday, and I, I talked to him afterwards. We're going to do an hour special for him wow. just to talk about the book sometime this week. But, Josh. Yes. I have the answer to your problem, and I made you this offer <laughs> eight months ago on this show. <laughs> I have a slot that I saved for you. Since, since I made you that offer, we now have 13 shows producing three, 30, 335 segments a week on our network. I still got a spot for you, and we're, we're, we're blowing up all of the social media in terms of listeners and on our, on, our, on our streaming site. So when you're ready to talk about getting on a bigger network and a platform where you can say what you want to say, call me. We saved a spot for you. Do you, let me ask you this. Do you, do you want my pre-recorded shows that you would run? Is that what you're saying? I can do pre-records or I can do live if you want to do live. All right. But I well, we could do that. We can run uh, some of my shows on there. I'm always looking for other avenues to uh, get more eyeballs. Where's that nights. other avenue? We, we have, uh, we have a, 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 a good-sized market. Where our last uh, data was about 7 million listeners. And viewers. So, well, like I said, I, I want people to, to come and, and subscribe to to my website. So, yeah, I appreciate that. Um, we'll. Uh, so we'll we, talk about we need to have another conversation again about getting you on a big network, okay? <laughs> Where you Sounds can speak your mind and don't have to worry about me pulling you off the air because you're outrageous. Even though oh, I'm not outrageous. <laughs> I'm a patriot. I say outrageous things from time to time. <laughs> I, I agree with that. So, so, um, uh, so, Dan, bring us up to speed on the nonprofit and everything you've got going we on. Just, we just made. I think I, I mentioned on the show last week. We um, we brought a new veteran service organization to Songs and Stories. They were in nine states. We did our first shipment of MP3 players uh, that arrived on this past Friday. Um, we are talking to uh, the director of voluntary services for the VA on a national basis about bringing our constitution program with uh, an organization in Ohio. I can't really say the name because they haven't agreed yet, yeah. but um, we're going to be working. If everything goes well, we'll be working with the major veteran service organizations and the VA hospitals around the country in bringing the American Constitution, the Bill of Rights, and the Declaration of Independence to children and adults all over the country. And awesome. um, and I'm still writing and still taking ink away from everybody else. And uh, <laughs> I'm going to, by the way, Josh, I'm going to launch a new show on the Black and White Network. It's going to be Dan Overnight. And I'm going to take stuff from Jiggy and and Bill Martinez and the Dove Network and other appearances, and rerun them overnight uh, in the in the wee hours. Uh, so people. Well, I'm a late night person. I'm a I'm a vampire. I'm up late all the time. So anytime you want me on for 30 minutes or 45 minutes or an hour, or whatever, uh, I'll do that. That's no problem. Okay. All right. Super. So so IQ, uh, what did you think of Dick Morris? So what did you think of our discussion today with Josh and his cool? Is that an Obama shirt you're wearing? What 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 is? Oh it? God, no, no, hell no! Would I ever wear that? Oh, it's uh, Trump. It. Okay, there it is, Trump 2024. <laughs> I wasn't sure how much you wanted me to. Show. <laughs> so so IQ, That's what, how what I walk around in public? What, <laughs> What what did you think about all this uh, shenanigans today? No, no, fantastic. I mean, Nick Morris is on the ball. We had good questions for him. We had good rapport our, amongst ourselves. I still think 
whether Donald Trump takes over or Ron DeSantis, and Donald Trump is in the background, I think they would be the best. Because Ron DeSantis is very active, very powerful. He takes no bullcrap from anybody. And if uh, Donald Trump is in the background helping him, would be fantastic. But yeah, they have, you now, have a situation like we have right now with Obama in the background running a third term in silence. Yeah, exactly. Third and fourth term, maybe. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, well, Josh, I really appreciate you being with us. Uh, Dan, as always, uh, you are a fountain of wisdom, my friend. And uh, and IQ, uh, you are just as outspoken as ever. And uh, <laughs> we love IQ. Thank you guys, and I'll, I'll talk to you guys next week. IQ is my favorite Muslim. Right. <laughs> that is awesome. <laughs> that is fantastic. That is where we will end it today. Akiwa <laughs> Rizzoli is my favorite Muslim. That is awesome. Uh, that is that. That wraps it up here. Thanks for watching us on Twitch. Thanks for watching us on JiggyJaguar.com. And we will inevitably see you next time. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.